Hey, podcast fans, this is Chris Webster, founder of the APN, and I just want to thank you for downloading this episode. Please consider becoming a member of the APN if you're not already and helping us make more great shows and get them out to the world. Head over to arcpodnet.com slash members or click the link in the show notes. On to the show. You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. The Dirt Podcast is brought to you with support from the Archaeology Division of the American Anthropological Association. Welcome to The Dirt, a podcast about archaeology, anthropology, and our shared human past. I'm Anna. And I'm Amber. And this week, uh, we're going to do something a little different right before we take a short winter break, because we're, Woof. we need one. <laughs> we, we love you so much, and we love making this content for you, but we need a little bit of time so that we can to, catch up and make more yeah, of that sweet, sweet content. And go see our families. Also that. My parents <laughs> miss me. Jingle, jingle. But... <laughs> yes. You've got um, a couple but, of punchy so, co-hosts this week. <laughs> um, so we asked folks on Archaeology Twitter, which is part of Twitter, yeah, um, right. to tell us stories from their first dig experiences. And we wanted to share some of those and our own stories, just a few of them, with you today. Yeah. Right now. And if you want to... <laughs> wow. This this very one. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, if you don't already, because we're going to we're going to have some more of these coming up in the future where we we reach out to you, our audience and uh, get your input. But um, so we're at Dirt Podcast on the Twitter. So a lot of these responses that we got and I was thrilled that we got so many. um, A lot of these share a common sentiment, just falling in love with or getting hooked on archaeology. And there's a real joy in that experience that we wanted to convey to you. So here we go. We'll just we'll just alternate these, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> sorry, starting with King Paul. Uh, this is Paul Zimmerman, friend of the show. Hey, Paul. I was going to say hi, but I don't think we have hi in Sumerian. So. so he says his first dig experience was at Promontory. Promontory? Yep. <laughs> Promontory Palace in Caesarea, Israel, 1993. I was instantly hooked. Mm-hmm. Norma Johnson says, Nuka Bay, Alaska, 2015. I was an intern for the Smithsonian Arctic Studies Center. Ten days off-grid, living off a boat, surveying and excavating in remote Kenai Peninsula. I was hooked. Uh, I read that the first time and I was like, she ate a boat? It's like, oh, no, okay, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it was an edible boat that gradually they I ate and know. ate I and just... ate and then they drowned. I just thought it was like a real like bleak situation. (laughs) Well, son. (laughs) Yeah. So we've got Hillary Morgan v. Latham. We met Hillary at the uh, AAA conference at uh, the very disappointing Mahoney and Sons. Oh, my God. Oh, right. Yes, that's that's who that was. Hello. Not hello to that restaurant. <laughs> no, no. Your food was disappointing, so, Mahoney and Sons. Stop saying it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the sad sports bar that shall not be named. 
<laughs> so um, she says that her first dig was at El Palmio in Santiago, Matatlan in Oaxaca in 2008. Needless to say, it was amazing as I'm still working in Oaxaca. Plus, it introduced me to Mezcal before it was cool. Winky face. <laughs> yes, we will be pronouncing all emojis. Yeah. Uh, Evan Wilson says, 2016, I was a Turkana field. Uh, nope. At. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not. Uh, okay. Well, we, can, 26, we can shout them out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 2016, I was an at Turkana Basin field school student. It was an early pastoralist site called Nakwaperit, west of Lake Turkana, Kenya. It was hot. Hard, and I don't think we found anything in situ, but that dig sparked my passion for the past. I fell in love and haven't stopped. Aw, great. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I, I so want to go to Lake Turkana. Right? I think I would Well, have... I would go and just like, I would, I would like black out from. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. <laughs> mind usually, blown. Yeah. Also, usually I'm like, okay, but isn't it a have, rather open space? And I have is, slight agoraphobia. I feel yeah, like between not, the two. It's not I'm your ideal like, place. No. <laughs> um, next we have Isern Archaeology. Fort Calgary, 1991. Made me realize for the first time that I was actually very good at something that my university taught. I know that feeling. <laughs> Still digging. Yeah. Which, that is a relatable sentiment. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, oh, I know now, this. I didn't have that while doing field work. <laughs> but you've had it since. And it's been rewarding. I had it outside of field work. Yeah. Hey, to each their own. Dr. Chris Darwent, faculty member at UC Davis, uh, says, oh. with Jerry Otelar, John Darwent was working there that summer. Uh, I was at HSI Buffalo Jump with Brian Quayman. At Elfshot Gallery was first introduced to archaeology at Fort Calgary as well. It's Elfshot that was a lot Gallery. of ads. I don't know. That was that's someone's Twitter handle. Okay, it's a it's a person. Well, I don't know. I got maybe nothing. they worked with. But you know what Elfshot is, with right? Eastern archaeology list. Maybe. What? Do you know what Elfshot, Elfshot is? Um, it mm, is that like Buckshot? <laughs> well, kinda. It's um, it's what people used to call. Um, the little flint arrows that they'd find in Europe because they didn't know that there was a prehistoric past to Europe. So this is like the Middle Ages and and forward. Um, and, you know, people would be plowing the fields and they'd find Neolithic stone tools and, and arrowheads and things. And they they called them elf shot, they thought, because they're, so, they're quite small. So they thought of them as um, arrowheads belonging to mythical, mystical creatures. That's what elf shot is. The face I am making right now. And, and also elf shot... I am so charmed. And also elf shot is a, um, it's an adjective too. Like if you are elf shot, if you, cause it, it was also um, kind of a broad explanation for when people got sick and, you know, they didn't have germ theory. And so it was like, oh, you've been elf shot. Like you wandered across an irate elf and you got yourself hexed or something. And so what? you can have you can have elf shot the thing, which is the, the little arrowheads or whatever, or you can be elf shot, which is when a person or maybe cattle fall sick and there's no visible explanation. And so they're elf shot, meaning that they've been affected by supernatural things. You learn something new every day. Well, you reached your limit. <sighs> okay. <laughs> well, 
We've got, next up, we've got Dr. Laura Heath-Stout. Friend of the show. Hi, Laura. Um, mine was Crow Canyon High School Field School in 2004. High School Field School Musical. Wait. <laughs> that would be great. Yes. <laughs> we are all in this together. Um, with. Uh, that noise was the fact that you knew a, a musical number from High School Musical. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched it when I got the flu junior year of college and... Like the 104 degree fever, like seared it to my memory. I've been a low key Zac Efron fan for a long time. Okay. Keep going. Sorry, Laura. Okay. Um, (laughs) So starting over, Dr. Laura Houston, who didn't ask for any of that. Um, (laughs) Mine was Crow Canyon High School Field School in 2004 with Kate Ellenberger. Uh, The curriculum's focus on public archaeology, ethical practice, and collaboration with descendants clearly stuck with both of us. Smiley face. I remember finding a piece of azurite and learning that it had been brought from southern New Mexico by foot, probably for use in crafting. I'm still awed by the scale of pre-contact American trade. Wow, high school. Yeah. That's awesome. Like learning that. In I know. School? Yeah. Like not even like, like, like learning archaeology fine, but like learning good archaeology and yeah. like and, progressive and prax- archaeology. Like praxis and like, yeah. And yeah. collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Indeed. Yeah. And so then um, right alongside with that, Kate Ellenberger actually responded. My most excitement okay. came from the rodent bones because I was digging in a room. They turned into a trash bin. Oh. Uh, la- laughy crying face. Like, crying face. Yeah. <laughs> face. Um, next is jennifer lewis who i'm just gonna tell myself is actually jenny lewis from rilo kiley and jenny sure definitely Um, but it's not it's jennifer lewis who says at garden of the gods in colorado Garden of the Gods. <laughs> Thank you. Um, every morning was a beautiful walk through the most incredible rock formations imaginable. IMO, the coolest artifact it, was it, a quartz. In, in my, my opinion. opinion. Thank you. Well, I'm just. I know, but in case. I mean. In case people are like me and don't know what things mean. Fine. In In my opinion, the coolest artifact was a quartz crystal projectile point. I was immediately Ooh. hooked. Oh, my God. I bet that that, I bet that was cool. Gorgeous. Lithic stuff that's made with clear stone, for example. For uh, Oh, God. For example. Lith- <laughs> for example, very specific. <laughs> I think I read something and just like said what I read. <laughs> Lithic stuff that's made with clear stone for some reason is just like entrancing to me. Yeah. I guess maybe because you can see facets like on the inside. I don't know. Something about it. <laughs> It's Chris Webster again. If you haven't checked out our new parent website, culturomedia.com, then please do. Culturo is spelled K-U-L-T-U-R-O, and it's where we promote all of our live events. We've got one coming up in November. Check it out over at Culturo when it gets posted. If it's already happened and you're hearing this, then as a member, you can go to your member pages and see the event recording. Our live events are always free, but you have to show up during the event to see it. So that's culturomedia.com for all our live events and more. Culturomedia.com. Chris Webster here, founder of the APN and host of several shows. I just wanted to let you know about our membership program and what it offers. Members of the APN get, for just $7.99 a month or cheaper if you pay for the year, ad-free episodes so you don't have to listen to me on the breaks, 
membership in our Slack team so you can continue the conversation with hosts and other members, and exclusive access to any of our live event recordings. Live events are always free, but you only get to watch the recording if you're a member. So head over to arcpodnet.com slash members for more info and to become a member. Our podcasts are always free, but this is just a little something extra and it really helps us out. That's arcpodnet.com slash members. Chris Nicholson says, Hudson Mang Bison Bone Bed. That felt good in my mouth to say. On the Ogallala National Grasslands in 1998, working under Elsie Todd and D. Rapson. Learned more about hashtag bison, hashtag osteology, <laughs> and hashtag taphonomy that summer than in the 20 plus years since. Awesome. Did hashtag you awesome. then follow hashtag bison to be like, <laughs> it's actually about Mortal Kombat? <laughs> oh, no. Very niche joke there. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Eldridge says... Um, Keshka Bena site at Knick, Alaska, a proto-contact Dena'ina house in 2006. Green heart. Um, <laughs> one of the few sites I've worked at where camp is accessible by road. Yeah. Wow. Um, I was entranced by a harpoon head I excavated and ended up doing my undergrad senior thesis on harpoon technology the following year. Wow. Yeah, Kelly. Very, very, very cool. Kelly does a lot of work in Alaska. She's she's from Alaska, but um, she works right now for the the Army Corps of Engineers as a as an archaeologist, like in collaboration with them. So she does a lot of sort of rescue archaeology and cool stuff. Ah, awesome. Yeah, friend of friend of me. <laughs> um, Doctor Christina M. Gill <laughs> says. San Clemente Island Field School. We spent six weeks excavating at Eel Point, a trans-Holocene nope. shell midden site. What'd I say? No, just Eel Point. I'm out. Oh, okay. No eels. No eels I for love, this girl. I love eating eel. Mm. <laughs> eel Point, a trans-Holocene shell midden site. We camped, worked six days a week, saw island foxes and a tomahawk missile test. Yikes! I was hooked <laughs> and am still working on the Channel Islands with my best friend and partner. Aww. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, I don't know if that's the same person or two people. But yeah. Either way. Aw. Delightful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have um, living in the U.S. of eh. Oh, I guess it's okay. No, it's eh, because it's I Canadian. Get, I get the joke. I get the joke now. See, Canadian. <laughs> it's like eh. <laughs> <laughs> living in the uh, U.S. Living of in eh. the U.S. of eh. Um, this is Holly, friend of the show, who Hi, says... Holly. Um, Stymphalia Greece made me realize I'm not archaeologist material. Yep. So there's two sides. Big to it. Big same, Holly. <laughs> but you don't have That's... to excavate to be an archaeologist, to be fair. We we should say. Like it's not Yes. It's not for everyone. Right. And that's okay. Not I'm not a not a not a field excavator, this one. Do you want to say this or one because one. you were really excited about these emojis? Oh. Yeah. We have Travis, white man biking emoji, beer emoji, urn emoji. <laughs> Do you want me to read it? Or did you? No, I was just like, he wanted me to read his name. Um, it was 20 minutes from my house. Perhaps he biked there. Um, I wasn't able to do a field school, but a graduate student needed help excavating her for her thesis work. I got a lot more experience there then than I would have gotten on a giant project overseas. It led me to Armenia and eventually a CRM job. Yeah. So if which you're interested. Awesome. Yeah. If you're interested in archaeology as and, and you are a youth or you're, you know, wherever in your in your path, considering a career in archaeology, this is a maybe 
difficult in terms of like, you're not going to probably not going to get paid, but in terms of experience, it's a, it might be a really valuable resource for you. So look for people like a, not even a, a career, not even like if you want to like shift your career or start your career or something, because my dad, um, has excavation experience just cause like yeah, when he if was it's something in his like do. 20s yeah. and 30s he like he's worked with um th- like in his uh, previous career he there would be crm archaeologists who would work along with his because he was an environmental planner uh, so they all would be on projects and he just like worked for the u.s forest service and like volunteered to excavate stuff and yeah. knew stuff about archaeology Cool. Um, you can just get out there. Just get out there. You can do, do it out there. Travis did it. Get and on that bike, grab a beer, oh, and <laughs> find an urn. Yeah, that's kind of what he described. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have this person's name, but their Twitter handle is average parentheses bio archaeologist Vescovado di Murlo. Italy oh, 2010 field school. Thereafter decided warm environments were not for me and started wor- working in the North Atlantic. Lefty cryy face. <laughs> Some people like it chilly, bud. Hey, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Do you they want me to- have for millennia since. Indeed. Yeah. What? Pretty much since clothes. Um, do you want me to read this next one so that we're even? Or do you care? Sure. <laughs> Mr. Hoyt. I'm not keeping score. <laughs> I like symmetry. Mr. Hoyt okay. said, Nolan to site. Okay. In the Normandy Reservoir in Tennessee for Benny Keel. It was a TVA reservoir project. Even in 1974, Tennessee was a real eye opener for this northerner. By the way, just had a nice chat with Dr. Keel at the Southeastern Archaeological Conference earlier this month. How nice. And um, so for listeners who aren't from like, the U.S. or Greater Appalachia TVA is the Tennessee Valley Authority, oh. and the TVA was part of, if I remember correctly, it was part of it was one of the New Deal projects that did that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Invested in infrastructure um, during like, and I, after the Great Depression. I, yeah, as part of like investing in infrastructure, giving people jobs, giving mm-hmm. people work. So and, that's what TVA is. Yeah, and it's part of the effort that created much of our national park system for which yeah. i am grace grateful and graceful i'm, I'm i am also graceful for that <laughs> um, aurora e camano says um 2008 chain rock signal hill is this a code <laughs> um in st john's newfoundland newfoundland oh jeez newfoundland um, i don't there's a it's, Newfin- that- it's Newfoundland. Newfoundland? Newfoundland. Okay. That's my understanding um, since I really like Great Big C, the the band, and they're from Newfoundland, and that's how that's how okay. they say it. Um, it was our local field school at NUN, and although we didn't find much, I was absolutely hooked. Yep. That's how archaeology do. <laughs> that's that that is. Amy Davidazar East says, field school in the Yorkshire Dales. We did survey, which wasn't exciting, but did prepare me for digging a lot of empty holes in CRM. It was wet, Oof. cold, there was sideways rain, but amazing people. Oh, this heart, sounds like... Heart um, emoji. Average bioarchaeologist would have loved that. 
Yeah, you guys should have switched. <laughs> um, next we have SP Hunt. Sounds like they should write like crime novels. They might. Um, yeah, I don't know. First first one was in 2003 in West Kerry in the UK. I think Ireland maybe. County Kerry. Ireland, okay. The, the, the butter. Yeah, okay. Mm. Let's start that over. First one was in 2003 in West Kerry on an early medieval ecclesiastical site. Led me to studying archaeology at postgrad level and a never-ending obsession with graveyards. <laughs> you should be friends with Amber. <laughs> Led me to working in the UK and Roscommon. Is that a country? No. What uh-huh. is Roscommon? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, their main discovery was the skeletons of two 15th century horses. That's awesome. Yeah. Kevin Smith says 1974. Not that one. No, not the one I know. (laughs) No. Surprisingly, there is another man named Kevin Smith out there. Wow. Wow. 1974. Talked my way, age 16, into a field school run by Paul Heberling. Juniata College, which every time I read that, I read it as Juanita College, and that is incorrect. (laughs) Juniata College, doing a combination of prehistoric archaeology at a 14th century Shanks Ferry site and historical archaeology at a 19th century iron furnace and village. Best decision ever. Ah, very awesome. I also can't read and was like, Shrek's Ferry? (laughs) His bog? Get out of my ferry! Found a burial of a donkey. Um, next, we have um, Aaron Paul Johnston, who says, Silchester, Roman town, with some memorable long summer <sighs> evenings of ultimate frisbee and beer in the amphitheater. Doesn't that sound awesome? That does sound awesome. That sounds like field work to me. Yeah. Yeah. Archaeologists know how to have fun in strange they places. They know how to have a time. Mm-hmm. Dave Haskell says, Martha's Vineyard under Liz Chilton. Neat experience. One site was on a bluff over the beach. Visited the Wampanoag Cultural Center there, too, which was very interesting. Liked the digging. Wanted to, quote, find more stuff. So I went on to study Mesoamerica. A lot of stuff there. Sure is. (laughs) Next up, we have Nance Grace. Um, (laughs) Not the crime reporter. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Um. 1981 Rockley Ironworks. Warsbaugh? Who knows how who knows how this word's going to be said? Yeah. Um Wars Warsbaugh Worcestershire. Warsbaugh Warsbaugh Warsbaugh. Probably Warsbaugh. Was Warsbro. Mhm. Okay, just just sub in whichever one is right. Yeah. Near Barnsley. Barnsley. With sixth form tutor, what's that? And sixth form is a a school. It's a school level. Sixth form is a school level. I think it's high school, but I don't remember. Okay, what's a tutor? Is this like an actual tutor? It's a tutor. Like like I was bad at chemistry, so I got a tutor. Or is it like a teacher? Pretty sure teacher. Oh man. And David Crossley of Sheffield University. And David Crossley of Sheffield University. Consolidated that an archaeologist is what I was meant to be. Blushing smiley face. Never looked back as I still am. Blushing smiley face. Still have fondness for industrial architecture. (laughs) Or possibly industrial archaeology or possibly an industrial arch. Yeah. She abbreviated. 
<laughs> Could be anything. <laughs> but don't worry. The part that I was confused by was the like <laughs> basic terminology and place names. We're doing very well. Thanks, Nance. This is episode 74. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Wolf says, Iceland at the Halls site led by Kevin Smith of previous hey. fame. <laughs> <laughs> in 2000, I basically BS'd my way onto the project by telling Kevin I had experience that I didn't have. They probably knew immediately, but taught me so much, and I made some great friends that I still have today. Aww. That also sounds a lot like archaeology. That sounds... Yeah, that does. That that tracks. Um, next up, we have Catherine. Um, Alexandria, Virginia, circa 2000? 2000, 2000, Clearly something stuck with me. So when and it came with a photo of yeah. a very young person just just digging her little heart out. Yeah, like, it well, was like really sifting cute. her little heart out. It was very cute. Was really cute. Um but yeah. Yeah. Uh and rule says But not Anne Rule. Nope. Speaking of crime writers. Yeah, she's dead. Hashtag Fishborn <laughs> Roman Palace. What Anne Rule is dead. I know, but just Gosh. N rule is not. Hashtag Fishborn Roman Palace throughout the 60s. Did not fully appreciate it, but I was rather young. That also sounds like my excavation experience. <laughs> I should have appreciated more. Next, we have um, uh, Lucia Clayton. Possibly Lucia. Lucia Clayton. Mm. Lucia Clayton. We're just I'm going to do one for all over again. <laughs> the Roman Forum of Palencia, Palma de Mallorca. I think 2004. Absolutely loved it. And the team was great. And now I've just got back from hashtag rock art research in the Kimberley, Northwestern Australia. Just shows you never know what the future might bring. That's so cheery. Oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Dawn West Cansfield, Fox Emoji, says, mm -hmm. oh, another Fishborn one. Fishburn, West Sussex in 2002. Excellent dig in a great location. Lovely people. Nice weather. Got me irretrievably hooked on archaeology, blushing smiley face. Aw, so we have Fishborn like 40 years apart. Mm-hmm. Aw. Sounds like it's a, it's a neat place to do um, archaeology. Yeah. Next we have Joe Flatman. Um, <laughs> who says, Buckler's hard. No, not a pun. Hashtag Hampshire 1995. Began my ongoing love affair with intertidal archaeology. So pleased 25 years later to be back working in the area with the at Nat Trust Arch and at New Forest Arch. National Trust Archaeology, New Forest Archaeology. Well, yeah, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> you can follow them. You can see what they're up to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lastly, we have Christian Thomas, who says, Trochek National Historic Site, 1998, with T.J. Hammer and Trondek Huechen. We were searching for a fish camp based off this picture, which they included. T.J. made me, with no experience, open up the first one by one, like the grid square, and that poor crooked unit is pictured in the site interpretation, which I presume is like in, in a museum or something, now and forever. Or in, a, like, or in an article or book or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Look, Christian... Everybody's got to learn sometime. Yours and just happens to be memorialized forever. And maybe not that many people have looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's always that as a consolation. So 
Amber, do you want to just it, really quickly just tell us a story from from your field experience? Yeah, like I have like plenty of stories that aren't best for like sharing in a <laughs> in an upbeat podcast company. episode. Um, well, so, um, but there is um, I do have a story not. A story not dissimilar to that of um, Kate Ellenberger, who said uh-huh. that uh-huh. she was re- digging in a room. They turned into a trash bin. Yep. Um, when I was, so my first site, so this is my first dig experience. Um, the first site I worked on was the site of Moela in Sharjah in the United Arab Emirates. And I was there on a field school. And I, while I spent most of my time um doing like conservation stuff in the museum. I was on site part of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were excavating, um, you know, that's so Moela is a like single stratum site, but there's like some sort of larger architecture. There's some storerooms. There's like some workshoppy kind of spaces and they're domestic spaces. So it's, it's smallish. And so, um, we were excavating this one part and we were like, we found some cool stuff. Um, somebody found part of a figurine that our professor called Mr. Snakey. Cause it was <laughs> like a, a, like a human, it was like a, a pristi- part of the, he was like somebody's feet, like standing and there was like a snake around them. And oh, so I thought you like, said Mr. Sneaky. It's <laughs> like, how no, do you know no. he's sneaky? No, this was Mr. Snakey. Snakey. It would have sounded, it would have sounded kind of like. Mr. Sneaky. Um, and (laughs) with this accent. Um, and so we're like, Oh wow, this is amazing. And we're finding like bones and we're finding like, like sheep goat mandibles. And we're just like, Oh my God, what's going on? And so we're like digging and digging and digging. And it's like, you know, one of the last days on site, obviously that's when you find something cool. And we're just like, Oh my God, what is this? Is this a well? Did we find a well? What's going on? Was there a well here? Oh my God. And so we're digging and digging and digging. And then <laughs> we, um, dug down to the point where you couldn't just like be leaning over digging and somebody had to get in. And so we're just like, all like it's all a mess and friend of the show melanie was there too um and i think she was one of the people in the hole (laughs) and and so we we were just like going for it and we stayed late it was this whole thing and then we hit a point where our it was either our professor or our like very german technician were just like started swearing they like got really upset and they like got out of the hole and they were just like it was a trash pit it was like basically an alley that they had just thrown stuff in (laughs) and so none of it mattered like none of it was like we had not found a well we had not found anything exciting we just found what we referred to for the rest of the time there as the ash hole (laughs) very well enunciated (laughs) and it was yeah it was just where like they had thrown out like they had cleared their their fireplaces like their their cooking hearts and stuff they had just like thrown out there thrown like their trash out there yeah and like thrown their broken thing and so we're just like well that was a fun exercise i don't know i think i think garbage is is a valuable thing you know, archaeologically. Well, we're going to, well, um, which quick editorial meeting, I think we're going to have an episode about that sometime in the next 
with a special I guest. We'll have a, a very special guest indeed. Mm, teaser. Um, talking about talking about trash. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was a thrilling few hours on site. <laughs> yeah, it, that encapsulates a lot of archaeology experiences, <laughs> I think. It's like, oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? It's trash. It's like, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, what about you? I I mean, you I think I have like some like transcendent experience. I, that like, is exactly the word I was going to use because I'm I'm so <laughs> spoiled. I was so lucky. So my first dig experience was in 2010 or 11 um, at the site of La Pharisee with Harold Dibble, um, who actually has since passed away really recently. So um and I, I'm very, very grateful to him for this experience. But he um, he ran the dig at La Pharisee along with one of my professors at Boston University, which is how I ended up on the project. I was sort of wandering around trying to figure out what to do with my summer and what kind of experience to get. And Paul Goldberg said, oh, you should come work at La Pharisee. So I did. And it was a really small crew because it was kind of an initial test season. And it's in southwest France in the most beautiful countryside. There are limestone cliffs and there was um, a river within walking distance of the the house. Harold had a house in Carsac in the town Um where we were staying, which is a short way away from La Pharisee. And we were camping in his backyard, basically. And you could walk down to the river and swim in the Dordogne, which is this beautiful, wide river with limestone cliffs on either side. And um, it's in the region of France that is famous for duck and truffles. And all of France is famous for wine. And so the food was amazing. And since we were such a small team, I think it was 10 people, every Wednesday we went to dinner at the local like inn. It's a tiny town. It's really rural. And so there's like basically one bed and breakfast slash hotel there called the Del Pera. And we would every Wednesday we would get this like six course dinner that started off with this beautiful bread and butter. And we were constantly given glasses of of wine and like local table wine, but then also the various like fruit liqueurs that the the proprietors of the Del Pera made themselves because they had been friends with Harold. Harold's been had been excavating in the Dordogne for like 40 years and they'd known him for most of that time. And so they were like besties with the owners of the Del Pera. And so we got treated incredibly well. And, um, one of the first days that I actually excavated at La Pharisee, I found a mammoth tooth and it was just, just, I don't know. Like, obviously you can't not fall in love with archeology span if you have an experience like that. I, I realize how absolutely lucky I was. How so. many years did you, how many seasons did you spend at La Pharisee? Six. So, yeah. Kept, so you were coming been, back. Yeah, you were there. You were there a while. And yes. You know, it's brought some like very important people into your life. <laughs> yes, it and, has. <laughs> and um, you, dear listener, can learn more about the the team at La Pharisee, like I did in the book Cafe Neanderthal. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> written by um, Bibi Bahrami, someone who yeah, Bibi Bahrami, who spent a season or two with you, right? Mo- most of the seasons, actually. Yeah. Okay. I, she- I forget what year I met Bibi, but she had been 
so Harold taught anthropology at uh, UPenn and she had been in his classes years and years ago and then I guess had re-encountered, re- met him again um, after she had, you know, become an author. And she, yeah, she like, she says in the book that she was like basically like on a book tour and yeah. like she ran into him, reconnected with him. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, she was really fun to have around actually. Um, it's sort of, it's neat to have sort of non- archaeology archaeologists you know like Like, people participating on the academic yeah that's what I meant yeah yeah Yeah. and so um yeah I know that too um where you have folks who are academics who are doing this so you've got like students who are doing this to like fill out their cv find stuff that they can like get a dissertation out of like just sort of get more experience you've got people who are doing this because they're running a site. Um, and then you've got folks who just like do have a passion for archaeology. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I worked with someone who is like a foremost expert on like mud brick and she had had like a totally different career. And then she's like, I'm feeling mud brick. And just like, wow. It's just like a specialist that, that works. That's a really specialist like, specialist. Like, yeah. Mud yeah. brick. And so, yeah, you have folks that are, you'll, you'll see this a lot with, um, we had colleagues at German institutions um, that could be like purely technical, but still affiliated with an institution. Yeah. Where they just um, like a- analysts are, of some sort. Yeah. They're like in the field most of the year and the time that they're not in the field, they're like writing what they were working on. And so you end up meeting people that have like very like, like sort of non-traditional lifestyles and like people that structure their time very differently than you might if you like have a nine to five job that works year round. And it's, it yeah, it's a really being in the field is a very like special experience, not like yeah. special euphemistically. Like it's actually like a, no, no, no. Valuable. It's, it's a, it's a world unto itself. Yeah, Which, and it, it when has I finish two sides. my novel, you'll be <laughs> yeah. able to, to to read about. And it, and it um, really does have two sides. It can be amazing and transcendent and positive, or it can be really you know there are aspects of it that can really be negative. But you know we didn't yeah. we didn't really that wanna... can be that can be like so there are things that are challenging, mm-hmm. and then there are things that can be that and so Harmful. those challenges can give rise to like harm, but like those challenges also can create like really just sort of like these like wild, like fun experiences of like playing ultimate Frisbee in an amphitheater or living on a boat, but not eating the boat. Don't eat that boat. <laughs> Don't eat that boat. You need that boat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or eating duck like Anna got to. And tons of <laughs> I, wine. I ate so much duck. Oh, I do realize that I had a, an especially privileged field experience. So I, you know, I'm aware of that. But, but you also like you, you worked in, you've, you've worked on sites where you aren't eating duck every night. No. When you were. I think, yeah, I like, think in general, I've been very lucky in the places I've dug. Cause also, you know, I've also dug in South Africa. I've done field work, but not necessarily digging in the Aleutian Islands. And both of those were I was part of a team that was run by a mentor that I I knew pretty well and that I was very comfortable with and I think that also um contributed in large part to to 
how positive my experiences were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is Chris Webster with the APN. I'm also a project manager for several industries. I wouldn't be able to keep on track with really anything if it wasn't for motion. With motion, I just say what I need to do, how long I think it will take, what sort of priority I think it has, and motion builds my day for me. It'll even build in breaks because, let's be honest, it's hard to remember to stop to eat lunch sometimes. So head over to arcpodnet.com slash motion for a free trial and a discount if you sign up. You'll kick back a small amount to the APN if you do. That's arcpodnet.com slash motion. Hey, fans of APN Podcasts, we've got lots of designs over at our Tee Public store. Every purchase helps out the APN with a few cents back to us. Check out the high-quality t-shirts, stickers, phone cases, coffee mugs, and a lot more. There are lots of colors to choose from in most of those items, and Tee Public often runs 30% discounts. So check out the store at arcpodnet.com shop. That's arcpodnet.com shop, and click on the link. Thank you so much to all of our um, our listeners and our friends and just like randos that like <laughs> troll archaeology Twitter um, for sharing those experiences with us. Yeah, it's, thank it's you. That cool was wonderful to, to read. Yeah. And I hope that um, I hope y'all liked listening to this. Yeah. I hope you liked hearing where, you know, we're all about storytelling. And yeah. So, and I, I want to I do want to try kind of this i i do hope people like this because i want to try kind of incorporating shared listener experiences into various parts of of the show now and again um so i hope this works yeah um, um and and so um so we're going to take a little break we're going to take a little break just a little one um i hope that everyone has if you have if you're observing any holidays during this time of year i hope they're great if they're not great, that is totally okay natural too. and totally normal. Everybody stay safe out there. Take care of yourselves. Yeah, stay safe. Stay warm if you're in this hemisphere. and Stay, oh my goodness, stay cool for our listeners in Australia. Oh my goodness. gosh. Yeah, stay my safe, goodness. please. Yeah, yeah. everyone, yeah. Okay. Um, well, and uh, when when we do come back, which will hopefully be very soon, you can find us on all the places that you find your podcast. This isn't like a this isn't a weird like indefinite. No, no, no. It's going to be like in like, a, in a week or so. I just am not sure because you're going to be traveling. I'm going to be traveling. You're going to be working. I don't know. So we'll see. But it'll be soon. And you can find us where you find your podcast. And you can also find us on social media. On Facebook, yeah. we are at the Dirt Podcast. On Instagram, we are at the Dirt Pod. And on Twitter. Like I said before, we're at Dirt Podcast. So find us there. Yeah. And you can find all of that on our website. The What's our website? Pod. It's thedirtpod.com. Thedirtpod.com. You can find it there. It's a bookmark. Bookmark it. Then you don't have to remember what it's called. Yeah, I feel like Amber. Um, bookmark it. <laughs> and so during our little breaky break, um, I'm going to be zhuzhing up our website a little bit. And one of the things you can find on our website is a link to our store. We just got our first payout from our store, which we... I was so excited. We are like it breaking in tens of dollars. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and if you if so, you do purchase our merch, first of all, thank you very much. And second of all, um, send us pictures of you wearing that or using that merch because we'll share it on our social wild. media if you, if you, yeah. if you uh, permit us to do so. Uh, we'd we love will, to we see it. We can put it. like it a would... black bar over your eyes if you don't yeah, want to sure. be. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Absolutely. 
<laughs> we can protect your identity. We really just want to. We don't want to dox you. We just that people want our side. Yeah, we're just really <laughs> excited about our merch, and we want people to enjoy it as much as we do because we're giant nerds. Yeah, and uh-huh. um, since this is probably going to be our last episode of 2019, hey, happy um, new year! But well, yeah, and like so, 2019 was really tough for a lot of people. Yeah, but thanks to all of you f- who are listening and who tweet at us and who share stuff on Facebook and who like support us, shout us out and like who support us, like all of that. You made my 2019 survivable and truly really great. And we're really, really grateful for you. Yeah. Thank you. We're really, really proud of how far this, this little project has come and, and we really love it so much and we love you. And we love all of you. Can you like, yeah, we, we don't have a script at this point. So we're just like bearing our souls at you. Well, I don't that's know enough how of that. other podcasts, I don't, I don't know how other podcasters do it. <laughs> Back to sarcasm and jokes. Scripted jokes. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Take we love care, you. everyone. Stay hydrated. Eat your vegetables. Wear appropriate footwear. Goodbye. I'll see you in 2020. Bye. This show is produced by the Archaeology Podcast Network, Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle in Reno, Nevada at the Reno Collective. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcasting app. You could also consider becoming a member so we can keep content like this free and available to all. Check out pricing and info at archpodnet.com slash members. Thanks again and have a great day.